Welcome to Rick Radio Community News, that's episode 67. I'm Mick Hanley. Later in the podcast, we talk with Jessica Ryan and Lisa Whirley from Sandy Mount Community Centre and to Rob Mullay from Student Services at the UCD Festival. Uh, joining me on the Community News Desk is Owen Megan, editor of News Forward. Owen, uh, you're very welcome. Thanks again. very much. Thanks very much, Mick, and it's great to be back and on this lovely bank holiday the Monday. True enough, and uh, I suppose the weather has has got uh, really good yeah, and, weather, um, time is flying again. the weather is fantastic <laughs> and time is flying since the last time we were here yeah isn't it yeah and we've had another fabulous uh, bumper issue of news for to tell you all about lovely and it's coming out this coming Friday <coughs> it's coming out um, on Friday yeah, yeah, yeah should your, be in the shops on Friday your cover story is all about the pool bag chimneys tell the, us a little bit about that pool bag chimneys indeed it is yeah they're pool, a famous iconic uh, landmark in Dublin um, as you know the pool bag the article goes into the whole kind of history of them and um uh, the future of, of the what the future is going forward. So um, it goes back to the you know the days of, of the pigeon house. The the, the 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 article is written by Dermot Carmody. Uh, goes back to the pigeon house, which was uh, kind of a hotel or place like in in the in the nineteenth century, uh, and it was the run. The first caretaker of the pigeon house was a man called John Pigeon. And that's where the name came from. It didn't come from pigeons, the, the, the birds. Ah, it came from yeah. a, a man called John Pigeon. And he has a fascinating story about uh, of himself and himself. He's a fascinating story and it's quite macabre in some ways, but um, we don't go into that in, at, at, at the moment. It, I think that's more for um, maybe Halloween, you know, when we probably yeah, yeah, cover that, that again. Time, yeah. But anyway, the story, we, we talk about the pigeon house and how it evolved into the ESB uh, trans- the generating uh, generator which was set up in 1929 or the ESB took it over in 1929 um, but the, <coughs> the iconic chimneys didn't appear until 1971 and 78 respectively uh, and um, when they appeared first people thought they were a blight on, on the on the on the landscape yeah Yeah. Uh, but um, and it must have looked quite odd all right but then people became you know grew as as it were over the years to love them and um we they, they they're just just such a part of Dublin now. When you're flying into Dublin Airport and all that, and, and they're just such a part of Sandymount Beach and the whole thing. Uh, anyway, as you know, uh, in the in the noughties, the the ESB ceased using them as uh, electricity generators, and um, they became, if you like, defunct and started to go into deterioration somewhat. So um, a lot of people actually then there was talk about actually knocking them down or removing them. Um, but then there became there became a big controversy around that because some people wanted them re- retained, mm. <clears throat> and other people just thought they were nicer and wanted to get rid of them, whatever. So that's ongoing, if if you like. So um, the the whole article goes into that, the history and and what's happening at the moment and and etc. Cetera, et cetera. No decision on that yet. Now, oh, actually, no. make a spoiler alert here. Uh, there is, um, in case people are worried, the ESB are committed now to maintaining the 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 towers as some people call them or the, the chimneys and uh, they are going to be preserved which is good news to me anyway and I think a lot, a lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we actually had a chap in uh, John Lynch a folk singer who has oh. a, a song out at the moment called Guardians yeah about them and Fantastic. again he, he's talking about that they're like the two guardians. Well, they are. They're like the they're like the pillar, pillars of Hercules yeah, or something like yeah, that, or the two yeah. guardians, and it even remind me a little bit of the twin towers. And they're, they're just so iconic and they're so part of, of everything. And um, uh, yeah, it would be it would be a pity. But there's going to be so a lot of work and a lot of uh, restoration and preservation, part, which means a lot of money put into it as well. So that's still an ongoing thorny issue. But anyway, the ESB have committed to to doing that. So. Um, <clears throat> So that's the that's the main story, and we have lo- some lovely pictures by Keith, our, our photographer of, of the towers. Great, as well. yeah. Plenty for people to plenty, read there. Plenty for right. people to read on, on um, that. Bloomsday coming then, up. Then, yeah, the big thing, of course, is in this month uh, we covered June, July, but the big thing is, of course, Bloomsday on the sixteenth of June, and uh, you know that's the day when uh, time to. Um, Don your Edwardian clothes and bowler hat and all the rest of it. And people really get into the spirit of it. I think a lot of people and, and uh, do uh, like to dress up and whatever. But anyway, there are a, a huge array of things happening in the area for Bloomsday, as you might, probably would know, uh, <clears throat> including here in, in, in the centre. We have uh, lots of things going on here. You have a... Uh, 
I think it's an afternoon tea, brunch, yeah, brunch yeah, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. uh, starting from around 12 to go on to, to late. And uh, there'll be food and uh, people and, and t- talks and whatever. Yeah. And entertainment by the fabulous uh, Emily Conway and her jazz trio. Um, you know, I, I've been raving about Emily before on, 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 on this um, programme. And um, I'm really, I, I really do love her music. And uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing her again uh, on, on that day. She'll be playing some lovely tunes. Um, also, the the inter- entertainment that continues on uh, in uh, outside the library, the Ringsend Library, uh, in the evening time. So, uh, like yeah. I did last year. So there's should be I don't know what what's on that time, but there'll be people playing a lot of impromptu bands and music and different things. Like that. It should be a very good, very good evening. And hopefully we get hopefully the we get the weather. Like, I will know this. This is going. This is going. Yeah, this it was, was beautiful. Fantastic. beautiful yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is fantastic. Now, as well as just in, in Ringsend, we have uh, there's all sorts of uh, uh, joycey and things going on. You have um, Sandy Mount uh, Community Centre, which was the form, formerly the Irish Charles Centre, and they're doing. And I think on an elevens is kind of a, a um, it's, it's not a breakfast, but it's kind of a, a coffee, tea, and scones and, and nice cakes and things around eleven. And you'll have uh, people dressed as Leopold Bloom coming in and doing their thing, whatever. It sounds very good. Um, they're not doing the breakfast, by the way, uh, <clears throat> the traditional um, Bloomsday breakfast. Which had the, the, you the kidneys? Know, the kidney, yeah. The 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 the. the <laughs> is, it, 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 is it a dying? I think strange? it might be. Oh, you know, yeah, I don't know. Kidneys, I don't yeah. see so many of the the inner, yeah. the inner organs of beasts and fowl, whatever. Yeah. And he he, he wrote uh, with uh, that had the the fine tang of faintly scented urine, so that's going to be absent. But <laughs> we we won't argue too much about that. Um, I know Saint Andrews are having the breakfast. I think are Saint there. Andrews. No, the, yeah. some people still do it. A lot of people yeah, still do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think that. I'm that's, not sure, sure whether the kidneys are. No, they, they might not be on it. Um, there's a place out in, San, out in Sandy Cove, I think, still do it as well. But um, just we just focus on, on the local stuff anyway. So the, but that, that's going to be a good morning. It's going to be entertainment, singing, whatever, all the old Joycean songs, you know, that we all love so much. Um, um, love Sweet Song and all those songs. You'd want a day off. You'd want a day off. Oh, yeah. I'm, just uh, I hope I'm just taking it. Do, I'm going to have to take a day off. Do, do people, <coughs> I, I have cousins, I have to say, they're big in yeah. Joyce and... They tend to take uh, that day off. And yeah, yeah. Well, I, I love take the day off. Yeah, afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You needed to recover. Uh, well, I, I love Joyce uh, because I, I did my MA thesis, by the way, on on, on Ulysses. But um, uh, and then when I so I, I read, read the book a lot, quite extensively. But then I, I went to read uh, Finnegan's Wake, and it just completely stumped me. I couldn't I couldn't handle it at all. But anyway, I digress. That's happening in. Um, in the, the in the Sandy Mount Community Centre, but mm. there are also things on in um, Ball, in Ballsbridge. They have um, around fourish. Just check the paper for details. Uh, four o'clock. They have uh, seven scenes from uh, Ulysses performed by actors, good, yeah. and it's actually on, it's kind of street uh, street theatre. There, it's actually performed on the street. They go walk around the different houses, and and they're it's done up like in uh, <clears throat> in in Joyce's time. All in costume, of course, and it's really, really good. I've seen it before, and it's really, really good. So the assembly point there is uh, the the care pharmacy. I think it's called yeah, uh, in in Ballsbridge. In Ballsbridge, in Ballsbridge yeah. 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 Um, it's beside Insomnia, <laughs> so you can't miss it. So um, <clears throat> that's that's really good. And then when that's finished at five thirty in Herbert Park, Ballsbridge, uh, Donnybrook, uh, you have Ina um, Lama. Uh, is on uh, giving a talk on the 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 marriage of trees. She's there. She does all the the Muni goes wild stuff. Yeah, like she's yeah, in, yeah. In a, so, I met her once nature. or twice. She's a fantastic lady and she's great crack and she knows. She has an an encyclopedic mind on all everything to do with nature or all that. So it'd be really interesting if anybody wants to go along. The meeting point there is the the bandstand in Herbert Park. Five thirty, so well worth going to. And I don't know if you're real, if you if you know, but the the first we we we, we take the Joyce in commemoration for, for granted, but um, the first one actually happened in uh, 1954, on the 50th anniversary of uh, of Bloomsday, <clears throat> and it was an idea got up by uh, Paddy Kavanagh, um, Flann O'Brien, um, the guy who was editor of Envoy. Uh, A.J. Leventhal and young, very young Anthony Cronin, uh, along with a, a cousin of Joyce's, a, a man called Tom Joyce. And they got together and they decided to do the, to retrace the walk of both Stephen and, and Leopold Bloom. 
Mm. <clears throat> so if you like, but apparently they didn't get very far because they they, they got diverted <laughs> diverted into the first pub and they they got. I think they ended up <laughs> staying there, but anyway, uh, it's a good story. But at least they they they, they got the ball got the ball rolling, uh, and of course it's become a, a, a traditional festival. Now it's actually kind of a, a five day festival or something. I'm not too sure. Uh, but just on on the last point about Bloomsday, uh, I want to mention uh, in regards to uh, Rings End, yeah. uh, where we are. That unfortunately, Ring's End's been a little bit eclipsed by uh, a lot of Joycean scholars when it comes to, you know, stories about parts of Dublin that's mentioned mm. in the book and so on and so forth. <clears throat> and actually, it's central to the book because it was because of Ring's End that James Joyce decided to set Ulysses on the 16th of June 1904, because that was the day, I don't know if you know it or not, that he first went out with his, his future wife and, and love of his life, Nora Barnacle. Uh, Nora worked in uh, one of the hotels, I think, around uh, around Ballsbridge, and he had asked her out on a date before, but she stood him up. Um, and uh, he asked her out again then on the 16th of June. He was staying in a house in Shelburne Road uh, that at the time, and she agreed. She met him on, on the 16th of June, and they took a stroll down to Ring's End and a walk around Very the village. Cool. Yeah. And they went into Rings End Park, which and uh, what happened in Rings End Park we won't talk about now because <laughs> it's 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 too early in the day, <clears throat> but and, and children are still up. But uh, it it's uh, it, that was is really central to the whole uh, lore and mythology of uh, Joyce, uh, Nora, which and uh, and Bloom and and, not, and Molly and the whole thing. So um, I think that should be re- definitely reinstated the, the importance and the centrality of um, Rings End. Yeah, to the whole yeah. book, to the whole Joycean mythology, if you like, should be, I think, reinstated. I think a lot of people are working on, on, on that. that at the moment. A lot of scholars yeah. and people like that. So it's good to see hap- that happening. And lots and lots of things happening Plenty around. Of things. And lots more things yeah. than, than I've even mentioned. Without yet. a doubt. Um, a new thing <coughs> I haven't heard it before <coughs> yeah. uh, is speed dating tennis. Yeah, we'll move, oh. we'll move on to this. Now, That's this, okay, now I'm going to have to explain yeah. this. Uh, yeah, please do. Please do. Uh, now, you've heard of speed dating, I'm sure, where yeah. people, uh, it's a kind of a newish thing in itself where people go in and uh, sit down at a table and you talk for maybe two minutes to, to, to some person. Then somebody blows a whistle and you move on to another table, you talk for two minutes and so on and so on. So you get to talk to maybe 10 people in, in the evening for two minutes and uh, maybe a relationship sets up it starts up, maybe it doesn't, whatever. It's, it's all a bit of fun, but it's, and it's a new thing. Now, what's happened with the Lansdowne um, Lawn Tennis Club have taken this idea and put a kind of a slant on it, and they've come up with a speed dating tennis, where it's the same thing, basically, but it's carried out um, on the tennis courts. Yeah. <clears throat> now, apparently, you don't have to be... Uh, now, this actually happened back in, in, in May, an event back in May. It was covered by uh, Louise, um, our journalist. And uh, apparently, you, you don't have to be able to play tennis at all, but you meet on... I'm not too sure how, how it works, but you meet on the on the tennis courts and you have a, throw a bit of batting of the ball yeah. and you chat to, to the to young lady, whoever it is. And there are uh, different categories for people aged 20 to 35 and older and then the, the 50s and over. Um, and uh, then somebody blows a whistle, I'm assuming, and the men ch- change around, the, the ladies stay where they are and they change around and they have a bit of crack with, with, with uh, it's, it's, it's the, the dating thing, but also um, playing tennis and having fun. And it's all, apparently it was fantastic crack. Eh, Louise Probably a chance for new members as well. As it's a, as I think well it's, it's a way to get new members in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. then they retired uh, or the repair, I should say, to the to the clubhouse afterwards. And with the re- I think the real... Dating and the serious work socialising goes down there. I'm the archer will tell you when it's on. And, and yeah, yeah I, I'm assuming it, 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 yeah, yeah. Was, it was organised. It was a fantastic event, apparently. It was organised by uh, Rhonda O'Donoghue uh, of the, the Lansdowne Lawn Tennis Club. Um, and hopefully she's running some more in. I think she will yeah, be over yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Because, and as you say, it's a good way to get new members in. It's a good way to get the, the tennis club um, on the map. Um, and who knows, you might meet, meet a you never know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Absolutely. There's absolutely. hope for us yet, yeah, <laughs> So, um, move the, on. Yeah, the move Elway on. song one. No, we're going to move on to yeah. this. There's a lot of quite different, different, and I'm not saying strange, quite very, a um, um, <clears throat> little bit off the, off, off the wall, if you like, the articles in, in this issue. And this is another one. It was written by uh, uh, one another of our journalists, Brian Bow. Uh, it's called the uh, Ellen Reed 
sound walk. And I'll have to explain to you what that is. Um, <clears throat> now, do you, when you're walking around, Mick, do you have, do you use headphones and listen never. to music? No, neither, never. Neither do I. No, this is why no. I was, uh, neither yeah, do I. Yeah. This is why I was totally at sea with this. Yeah. Uh, but apparently a lot of people do. And what happens is you can listen to whatever music you like, of course, and download and blah, blah, blah. But w the way this works is it's like a GPS thing or like, a, you know, your sat nav. You know, when you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, if you have it uh, keyed into your sat nav, uh, it can bring you directly to your Auntie Mary's house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, or Google Maps can show you like lanes and whatever and the highways and byways, whatever. So this works the same way, only through sound. In other words, it's, it's an immersive experience with sound and the environment. That's how they describe it. What that actually means in reality is when you're walking through a, a particular uh, area and you put and you put on this uh, sound walk, um, if it's say it's a park, it will play music uh, that's suitable for the, the, the park and even maybe give you a bit of history about it as well. If you're walking through a forest, it'll give you bird song and the trees mm. and the, the names of, the, of them. If you're walking through a city, it might give you, you know, Molly Malone or something like that. Yeah. It, it works in that kind of a way. Um, <clears throat> is it a new app? Yeah, this is what I'm going to say. Yeah. Now, if anybody has, has a, an iPhone or, or a, a smartphone, and who doesn't? Uh, then you can download the app and then the details are in, in the article. You can download the app for free. So that's another app to add to, add to the rest add of your apps. Them, yeah, and you can yeah. add, download this and you can play it. It's a really big thing now, uh, apparently, catching on in all the parks in Central Park. Start off, it started off in America, obviously, an American thing. It's in Central Park in New York. It's in Los Angeles. It's all over uh, Europe as well. So now it's actually come to Stevens Green. So it's, it's kind of, I feel like, wired up to that. So you, you put on this, download your app, and you walk around Stevens Green and you listen to the fantastic music of um, Ellen Reed. She's an American... Um, classical and ambient composer and uh, you listen to that and you listen to the sounds and uh, interact with the environment and I, I don't really understand but I kind of get what what it's about and uh, yeah, it sounds yeah. it sounds like interesting it's, very, very interesting. it's a very very interesting article yeah. Yeah. and the, the, our, our, our journalist Brian knows he knows this really stuff really he's he's very techy uh, when it comes to technology, I not read. Really, I know how to turn on the computer. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it, it, it's a fascinating uh, story. It's worth yeah, yeah. And it's absolutely. something something yeah, people people might want to ch check out, and it costs you nothing as well. Yeah, the talking about sound. Um, uh, yeah, a woman who's doing very very well indeed. Yeah, uh, setting up. Glee uh, is Liza Caulfield, and we've had Liza Caulfield. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we have Liza. Yeah, I was going to say it. Times singing, and this, uh, this is a, 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 a great story, really. Yeah, it is. This is an absolutely fabulous story. I'm just going to move on to that now. The the story of the I mean Glee. I don't know if you remember it or not. It used to be a, it was a musical. I think it was a TV show or as well spin off where they That's sang right, all yeah. the popular yeah. songs. But I was never hugely into it but I think it was in the 80s 90s kind of thing uh, and it was massive it was absolutely massive in America and, 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 and here as well so there's a big revival of that now throughout the world and uh, Liza has uh, done has, has started a Glee club here um, and uh, she started I mean, first of all she's an amazing uh, she's an amazing Liza's an amazing lady and, and her own she's a, her own, had her own health challenges and um, overcome them and is giving back to the community now and she's just done amazing I, you know her so you know I'm done um, she set up this initially with the idea of uh, introducing these fantastic Glee songs and uh, all the the music of that era to, uh, and to young children from the ages eight eight years of age to sixteen. Mm. Uh, I wanted to teach them the songs and also teach them about music and confidence so much more about than just learning songs. Absolutely, the breathing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's 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 like an education. I think like that for for kids of that age and she's done that and they've performed and they've been, been uh, brilliant but not only that the adults of course wanted to get in on the act as well so she had to set up another another group for over 18 the adults as well she's two groups now uh, a children's group and an adults group, adult group yeah. and she, she's uh, she's coaching them all and doing them all she's doing fantastic work so and she sings in here she said she sings in loads of different things that's so, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, well done to Lisa uh, and uh, that, and she, that's fantastic yeah um it's summer, as we said. 
Oh, yeah. Um, beer yeah. gardens are a big thing during the summer. Yeah, yeah. You, I do, even do, argued do, on, on beer, the local do, beer gardens. Do, 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 do you like a beer, a cold beer in the summer? Cold beer I, is do, nice. I certainly yeah, love, a, I certainly yeah, love, yeah. love <laughs> a cold beer. Especially on a day like that, the weekend we've had there just, just now, uh, there's nothing like a cold beer. It's like it's nice sitting out in it as well. So we have an article that was written by Neve, uh, and she we, she went around a good few of the, of the beer gardens. She didn't do them all, but she went to, obviously, uh, but went a good few beer gardens in Dublin. Uh, and um, uh, sampled one or two, only one or two drinks, and for work purposes only. I have to, I have to. Uh, uh, yeah, add. yeah. Uh, and uh, we, and again, Keith went around. Uh, our photographer took some fantastic photographs. We have uh, people like Toners. I mean, which is great. Has a good, fantastic beer garden. Uh, the Blackboard in in uh, Rathmines used to be the old Rathmines Inn. I've been drinking in it years ago, uh, and loads of other ones as well. Uh, she's been she's been around all the all, all the. The others as well, so um, that's that's an article, and it's something people can look out for because hopefully this summer will last, uh, Mick, and this weather will last, and we'll have uh, lots of yeah, opportunities yeah. to go doubt. to the beach or go and go to the beer gardens. With I think we the wettest March had we, we in have, history or we something like well. that. So, but not only that, uh, I can't I can't go without mentioning another fantastic article we have, also written by Louise. Um, <clears throat> Uh, on the Rock School Festival, which happened back in 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 uh, with our own Dylan here, our yeah, own Dylan here. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. mention, I couldn't get away without mentioning that our own Dylan here, uh, and apparently it was a fantastic success. Uh, it was uh, everybody was there with uh, you had the Rock School All Stars, you had uh, Lucine Silver, you had um, seven written down his name. Uh, oh yeah, a, a, a very talented young guitarist called uh, Finn Muldowney apparently only 15 years of age and he's a wizard on the guitar so he's someone to look out for um, and comedian Lorcan Hughes kept them all in, in love I think you had ABBA as well the ABBA years and loads of other people I'm not too sure <clears throat> but loads of people there uh, uh, on it and it was a fantastic night so kudos to, to Dylan and to all the crew uh, uh, yeah, and, the, and the Rock School and uh, ho- hopefully there'll be more of them over the summer and we certainly be and uh, I didn't get to it myself because I was work, working, but uh, Louise covered that. Uh, she gets all the good gigs, doesn't she? Yeah, she yeah. Really well, I saw her that. I was saw her that yeah, day. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the weather to, was fabulous as Pretending well. to be working and just bopping along. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's our all right. Yeah. So it was, but it was a fantastic, fantastic day. And, and there's a really good article with some fantastic photographs of that as well. So that's really good. You normally have your, <clears> your archive section as well. In, in, in oh, yeah, the, the archive, yeah. peeling back the pages. Yeah, we have yeah. that. I think it's, I'm not too sure, it's 19. Uh, Ninety four or something. I'm not too sure. I'll have to check yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, but it's there. It's there. And some really good pictures of, Absolutely. of, of people. Absolutely. Like, yeah, really what happened? What happened, in what happened back years. in those yeah, days? Back in the day. Back in the day. And some. And it's lovely to look at the pictures. I think people must. You know when you were maybe getting their confirmation or whatever, and look back now and see whatever that you know. So it's it's really good. Uh, and we did an article as well on the. Uh, the sewage discharge uh, here in, in Sandy Maguire. you may have heard of it I did, uh, yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago it was really bad there was an awful lot of effluent actually washed up on the on the beach uh, and you had uh, like you know feces and condoms and all kinds of things in, in it um, <clears throat> that has to be a concern that has for, to be for, that's for, a huge concern going on the beach and, the the beach and, and there were dogs walking to it and even uh, kids seen them playing out yeah, so yeah. that's a huge concern apparently every time uh, you know uh, Aaron Ishka said that every time there's a heavy floods heavy f- rainfall that this happens but <clears throat> there's no excuse for it it shouldn't happen uh, and Samra the Sandy Mad and Marion uh, Associate, uh, resident association yeah. uh, they have actually uh, contributed this article and they are saying that it's just not good enough if this was uh, they, they certainly hold um, Irish Water Iron Ishka to the account of, for, for, for this and they, they're saying if it was a private company or uh, they, it, they'd be shut down like you know they're, they're really annoyed and rightly so because I can I mean you can say people like uh, you know maybe you're always giving out but when something like this happens and happens on an ongoing basis you can't be having effluent and stuff like that being washed up on, on the shore. We have beautiful uh, beaches. We have, I think Sandy Mill is particularly a beautiful beach. And I, we've seen I the love the blue Walker, flags Walker. as well recently. We've seen oh, the blue flags. Yeah, flags, got that. So got, the, got the good flags. Yeah, yeah, got important to keep that. We were talking about um, Ulysses there, and then you know you had uh, Stephen Dedalus walking on the, or uh, yeah, walking on the Sandy Mount, uh, walking into eternity on Sandy Mount Strand, and uh, that and and the the. The Shelley Banks and all that. We want to keep them, and we want to, we want to keep it uh, pristine and beautiful, and for for uh, our future children. And this it just isn't good enough. 
you know, so we have an article on that. And all the all the usual features as well, Mick, you know, the sports and uh, film and yeah, there's a, there's a Joyce Film Festival as well, apparently, happening at the, with the, you know, the time that's in coinciding it. with with the the Bloomsday Festival. So we covered that too, uh, and uh, yeah, lots of other things. I think. Brilliant. I think, yeah. Well, Alan, thanks very much for coming into us once again. We wish you the the best. For, well, thank you, Mick, for having me, yeah, and, and lovely uh, to come for, in as for, usual. For yeah. people who have stories. Um, <coughs> yeah, people. Anyone right. has stories, please send them in. To, yeah, yeah. Editornews4@gmail.com. That's editornews4@gmail.com. That's the that's the address, and send them in. We love to have love to see them. We we publish short stories as well and poetry, but anything local if you have as well. Any story you have, please send it in. Can't guarantee it's going to be in the paper, but I will certainly give everything my fullest attention and consideration. And I will get back to you too if I can, Lovely. if anybody sends it in. So, so that's it. And wish you well. Really and, well. And, and you too. And, and have uh, a good Bloomsday. And, and have a good Bloomsday, <laughs> you too. Enjoy the rest of the, the bank holiday and uh, have, have a good Bloomsday. And have a good. Uh, oh, and can I just wish everybody uh, who uh, are starting the leaving and uh, uh, on, on the 7th, that's this Wednesday coming. Yeah. This is, yeah, that's right. Uh, on the seventh of June, which can I just wish them the really best and uh, in 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 all in the, the exams, leaving, yeah, in all the exams, uh, and just remind them that you know the leaving cert isn't the be all and end of everything. I didn't do my leaving cert myself, and I did well enough, well, well enough in life. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. don't really get all headed up, head up, but um, all the best to them, many. And thanks, Mick, for having me in again. Thanks a lot, though. Thank you. Thank you. Come and join us at our retro cafe. Open weekdays from ten until two here in the community centre. Come and check out our Karen's culinary delights. Well, join us now on the community news desk is Rob Mulvey, student uh, services from UCD Festival. Rob, uh, you're very welcome to the podcast. Cheers, thanks and, very much for um, having me. The UCD Festival on this coming Saturday with lots and lots of events. Um, you're running the eighth time, uh, I believe. Indeed, yeah. So it's a it's a festival that's kind of grown legs. So kind of every year we do this, and it's I suppose it's to link in all the elements of the community that are part of UCD. So it's our own student body, it's our staff community, and also the wider local community as well. So we put a bit of pressure on that area over the years. So it's nice to give back a little bit, and it opens up the campus to show, I suppose. All of the facilities that are available, it, it shows all of the science stuff, whether it be the research centres, the, the business schools. And I suppose it gives people who don't know UCD a little snapshot into actually what's achieved there and what can be done. And opens up their eyes to maybe younger kids who think one day maybe I'll go here to college, you know, that type of way. So it's, it's about as much as providing a fun day for the community, but also inspiring kids, I suppose, of the future. So that's kind of the I, I was intrigued, I have to say, by the amount of events that are yeah. taking place in the day. So obviously preparation for this just doesn't happen you know no, a week a, before so tell us a little bit about the preparation and what goes into it absolutely so it's it's a huge team effort from everybody on the campus really like so I have to say that it's Jude Kniff and Sheila Morris who are the, the real big driving force behind this so I'll kind of hang on to their coattails a little bit and assist where I can then as well but uh, they're, they're working all year round on this really like making sure that they're developing better from last year finding better activities adding new fresh things into the, into the festival so it's not a kind of rinse and repeat job and their energy starts realistically about kind of January they start to touch base with everyone around campus then and we start to kind of filter out what we want to do what we want to achieve this year what the goal of the festival is and and putting on as you said fun exciting stuff we want to encourage people to come down it doesn't want to be too educational either at the same time it, ha it has to show the fun <laughs> side of stuff because I'm sure people with kids will know like they get bored quickly like so unless there's a an ice cream a face painter or a balloon modeler you, you, to keep them interested you know that type of way but it's a really broad spectrum of events as well that we put on, like it's great. And the important thing as well, it's all free as well, which is incredible. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get on down there, there's uh, out, there's nothing there that'll be charged for like on the activity side of things. So we've like bouncing castles, inflatable um, obstacle courses, trampolines, they're all free, um, music stages, face painters, balloon modelers. And then the Science Centre is open as well, where they're going to be demonstrating like VR technology, where kids can get up and have a go of it. They've got like, uh, if you're into it, like a skull exhibition where there's skulls from all animals that they've got from the animals. Um, um, and, and it's nice to have, I suppose, a, a variety of different things. We've GA skill zones as well, where the GA club come down. They're going to teach kids different skill sets and things like that. So there's literally something for everyone. And as you said, who doesn't love a free day out? Without a doubt. I'm just looking at the spotlight events as well. Yeah. There's a working class grace with Roddy Doyle. 
Absolutely. And Lisa McInerney, uh, yeah. selfie with Pepper the Robot, um, the UCD Alamoid Lounge, uh, Insect Hotel Workshop as well. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so. And food and drinks, as they say. And, and also um, the UCD Michael Bourne Moyle. And we read, of course, about uh, Michael, who lived on the campus uh, uh, and sadly passed away. But nice indeed for the, for the college to... Uh, put this tribute on to him in, in, in many 100%. ways. 100%. And yeah. it's the first year we've done it. So we've recently just opened up a new running track in UCD. And, and Michael Byrne was a, he was an influence through massive generations of people who were on campus, whether you be students, staff, he was always around on campus and actually made people feel safe knowing that he was there a little bit. So whether it was ladies walking home late at night or something like that, Michael would walk along with them, like, you know, that yeah. type of way. Yeah. So he was part of the community. So it's, it's, it's only right and important for us to remember Michael in that way as well. And, little bit of a tip to cap to him as well you know so at 11 30 that kicks off and please do come down and whether you want to run the run the mile walk the mile whatever it is if you're a serious runner an absolute beginner bring the kids down it's really about just getting out there seeing the track and re and remembering michael in the right way as well you know would you so, need to register for, for uh, no that's totally open so yeah you yeah, should be able to yeah, just pop, come along just there so there'll be no, yeah. no restrictions with regards to the numbers for that one so yeah totally and, open and tell me about the the, the actual the mile race uh, was he into athletics or <laughs> uh, it, we used to do yeah. see what was a an annual uh, christmas day run so that's essentially what, yeah, what, yeah. what what we've done is we've goal, i think at yeah the time, exactly yeah. like so um this one kind of was a little bit closer to home for ucd and i suppose in the recognition side of things and it's really what we wanted to do to i suppose to it's the first kind of charity event we've held on the racetrack and we wanted it to be one that was i suppose representative of of um a community member is kind of the reason behind brilliant, it and, it's, brilliant, absolutely, and again yeah. it's fun serious so if you're a serious runner there's lanes for you and as i said if you're uh, just want to go out for a stroll with the kids there's a lane for you too on the track like so please come down and join in so and we know i know from my own sports side of things that there's a huge amount of sports uh in ucd not just gaa but all over like brian mullins sadly yeah, passed away absolutely, uh, yeah. was a big man behind it yeah. um, and that as well and and uh, i'm sure brian will be thought of uh, this weekend as well uh, Brian's influence is felt every day on campus and still is like so he's a, he was a he was a powerhouse of a man and a character so and someone who I work pretty closely with now after he's he's certainly missed but uh, certainly won't be forgotten anyway that's for sure with Brian so loads of sports yeah as well, we've got well, a, yeah, yeah we've got a soccer zone basketball zone all this type yeah, of stuff yeah. so and there'll be a bit of tennis going on bicycle we've got a new uh, bicycle zone as well so the bicycle shop that's on campus are coming down getting kids out onto bikes onto the pitch there so it's nice and safe as well so it'll be on the grass be no bruised knees or anything like that so and tell me there's also music event taking Indeed, place there is yeah, yeah. so uh, we have a full yeah. in, exactly we have a full stage out the back and uh, we have various different things which uh, you won't go you guys are a big part of and actually closing out the show for us so but we have um we're opening the show with the uh, taiko drummers so it's a japanese society again a core group community group within uh, ucd and they've got about 20 kids who are tapping into their own culture their parents culture and they they practice every saturday on big taiko japanese drums and they're going to open the show with a big massive drum performance uh, and they've recently only just acquired a, a giant taiko from japan and they're doing okay. a mindfulness piece on that so if anyone wants to get a bit of stress out come down and bang the big taiko on the day as well like and get a feel for what it's about We'll run a small workshop as well then so kids can get a drum in their hand and feel what it's like to be part and of play it. And look, sure, everybody knows if you get an instrument into a kid's hand, that's how you inspire them, isn't it? So make a bit of noise and a bit of mischief, like so. Without a doubt. What other music is um, on? So uh, we have a Busker's Corner, so we've got our own musical society playing in there. I think Ring's End have a couple of bands playing on that as well. Uh, and local Busker's actually from the city popping out. Uh, we have Zoriana dancers taking place on the main stage. Uh, we have our own jazz society taking place uh, part and then rings end if i, I suppose you guys uh, uh we have two groups from the school that are going to be on the main stage and uh and then uh dylan your own man here is going to be a closing out the show for us again he did it last year and the crowd are absolutely blown away i have to say like it's the right type of energy it gives a nice uh, bookend to the day and it's nice to get about two three thousand people together out in that space like enjoy hopefully the weather plays ball with us again like it did this yeah. week and last year but um uh, and we're really looking forward to that again this year so it'll be all lights and technical production behind it as well so it's a good show as i said rob at the start i was intrigued by the amount of uh, activities that are, are taking place yeah. within the festival now i'm also thinking as well ucd is a big campus so, so for people going what if they arrive where should they arrive to and 
Is there a map for them? And, and, and Indeed, that? there is. So my advice would be to um, look. All the car parks would be open except for the for one, the gym membership car park. But other than that, come in either side, N eleven side or Klonsky side, and essentially then you're going to be touching either edge of the festival. Plenty of parking around, and it's a beautiful campus to walk around. We've 180 yeah. hectares of green areas as well. So start either side and make sure you take plenty of time to walk through the so campus a little bit of walking absolutely yeah, you might, people like well, about yeah. 20 minutes from side to side will probably yeah, be the yeah. full walk but on your journey there you'll see lots of different things to engage you with and you can go into some of the buildings where there's activities taking place whether it be the science experiments or the vr lab um, or as you said the, the Roddy Doyle is going to be there as well so um, make sure and keep your eyes open there's festival maps and you'll see all our festival staff in bright red t-shirts make sure and ask them for a map we'll also be giving out um, wristbands for kids so what we do with that is we worked really well for us last year is um, we put the parents details on the wristband so that if the child was to get lost or and upset we yeah, can instantly yeah. find a person and, and it just relaxes the whole day a bit we lost no kids last year thankfully <laughs> <laughs> so, so touch wood we won't do it we won't is anymore again this year so um, just on the music one there I actually there's one I left out it's a pretty big one Sheila kill me we're uh, on the Friday night in Astro Hall we're doing uh, a show called Under the Hood of the Mississippi Delta Blues and it's um, it's two two musicians coming over from Mississippi Clarksdale and there's a there's a club there called Ground Zero and it's co-owned by um, Morgan Freeman, who's a big blues man himself. I believe he's so, coming, is he? Indeed he is. So yeah. we have another event on the Sunday again as part of the festival in O'Reilly Hall, and he's going to be emceeing the night for us. So yeah, you can do check it out online. I'll take it as tickets for that, is that's, it? Yeah. That's the yeah. only yeah. one you got to pay for, unfortunately. Where, like, where so. would you get the tickets? Uh, so if you go to ucdfestival.ie, uh, yeah. you'll be able to see it there, and it, uh, you'll be able to get the tickets through there. It's through with the RTE Concert Orchestra as well, so it's going to be a, an unbelievable show. But if you're if you're not up for that one and you want to come along to a free one, we have a free one on the Friday night in Astro Hall. Again, you can register online through the festival website and uh, you can get a flavour of what these guys do. And I was lucky enough to be in that club in, in Mississippi and if they're if it's half of what they do there comes over, we'll be blown away by it. It'll be a really special Brilliant, experience. Yeah. Blue like, is good. And, and oh, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of people who want to see more. Of your <laughs> Absolutely. That yeah, silky yeah. voice, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'll be looking for a ticket myself. <laughs> like, so. But I best talk nice to Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> for that. What time does it all start at? 100%. So um, we'll be kicking off from 12 o'clock. So it's kind of going to run from about 12 to 6, 7 o'clock in some areas. Like, yeah. so. so 12 o'clock is the kickoff time. Uh, make sure and get down early, get in, get stuck into all the activities that are taking place. And free day, you'd be mad not to like so. And any advice for people coming? Uh... Um, I suppose um, advice wise is just uh, make sure you're kind of you've got maybe prepared with a rain jacket or something like that, just in yeah. case the weather Bottle doesn't play. Water, exactly. We, we've got free water stations all available around, all yeah. around yeah. as well, yeah. so um, do bring your water bottles and you can fill them up for free across the site. Uh, and yeah, strollers are all welcome as well, where all buildings are easy accessible, so there's no worries with that. Like to bring uh, right down to small kids. We've also got some neurodiverse spaces I should have touched on. So if you if your child falls into that category, we've got a silent disco and special neurodiverse set up for them as well so that there's activities that they can take part in that Brilliant. might not be too yeah. overwhelming and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's, a, it's an important element like so. Rob, we wish you well. Thanks a lot for coming into us and it sounds like it's going to be a fun-filled day. Absolutely, um, no, appreciate it. And... Uh, hopefully yeah, all goes well yeah fingers crossed and we'll be looking forward to having you guys part of the festival again this year like so because it's it's great to have the community involvement I think that's where we where we win overall you know so it'll be a great day for everybody I think like so appreciate you giving me the time today you're listening to the community news desk on Rick Radio okay well join us on the community news desk today are Jessica Ryan manager of the Sandy Mount Community Centre and these worthy committee member of Sandy Mount Community Centre Jessica Lisa you're very welcome to the podcast uh, Jessica we spoke with you uh, a while back uh, about the changes uh, at the community centre and now you're officially launching the centre on Sunday the 11th of June. Uh, just maybe to refresh things once again, tell us a little bit about Sandy Mount Community Centre. Yeah, thank you so much for having us on. We're really excited to be here and let the community know about what's going on. Um, we were the Irish Charles Centre for since the 1950s. Um, and did amazing work. Uh, the volunteers and the community that supported Irish Charles Centre are just phenomenal and have built a massive foundation for what we are now calling the Sandy Mount Community Centre. So we're really excited. We've been, the last six months have been building up our programs, building up awareness about what we're doing, and now we get to celebrate what we've built and really launch into the future. So it's uh, exciting. And uh, where are you based? We're on Newbridge Avenue 
in Sandy Mount, uh, quite near the Aviva Stadium. Uh, and yeah, no, it's it's great. About five minutes from the from the kind of green in Sandy Mount. And this launch, uh, the 11th of June, um, it's on between 12 and 4, so you have plenty of events taking place for it. We do. We um, we are going to be closing the road in front of the centre. We've got bouncy castles. We've got food trucks that have been sponsored, so it will be free for the community to come in and grab a burger and some ice cream. Uh, we've got a star office and school supply is going to do a craft room, so there'll be crafts, there'll be soft play, There'll be a market for local vendors and communities in the area. And then we'll have a stage with loads of entertainment and uh, something for everyone. <laughs> and is every, everyone invited? Everyone's invited. <laughs> everyone and anyone. <laughs> you can go from anywhere. Absolutely. Um, we, well, just, we just hope the weather is good for us. Yes. Well, of course, yeah, outdoor event yeah. Uh, as well. So weather, hopefully the weather will continue We have lots of marquees, so hopefully we can... <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Regardless on, of weather. <laughs> Jessica, I'll come back to you uh, just a little bit later on. But uh, Lisa, we have you for the first time here with us. And you're on the committee. You recently joined uh, the committee, I think. And you look after grants. Tell us what your, your role is there in Sandman Community. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me. Um, I joined the committee um, back in November just of last year. So um, it's really exciting time. Jessica's brilliant manager that she's just doing fabulous work there. So um, my role is looking after grants and funding, trying to get some money in to vamp up the, the, the facility like and yeah, the offerings yeah. and everything. So we're, we're in a lucky position that we've, we've done a few smaller um, fundraising events. Like, for example, a couple of Fridays ago, we were with Murtha's, the hardware shop in the village there in Sandymount. So we did their Fab Friday, which was great exposure for the centre. And we raised a little bit of money from them as well. And we proceeds. had fun. We, had great fun. we met loads of people from the community and told them all about Sandy Mount Community Centre and it was just a really, really fun day. It was lovely, yeah. And we got plants and everything as we well, did, which yeah. was great. <laughs> How important are the businesses within, within Sandy Mount to, to, to perhaps fund you as well? Oh, hugely, because it's all about exposure as well mm. for us. Mm. So, I mean, that day was, was huge for us to tell everybody about what we do mm. and the change from the Irish Charles to the Sandy Mount Community Centre. We're also in Tesco, uh, the little blue tokens. We've been with them for the last 12 weeks. We're actually coming to the end of that now. And we're in Tesco in South Lots as well. So if you do see us there, pop your pop your blue tokens in. Mm -hmm. Another little bit of exposure for us. And then on a larger scale, um, I've been dealing with the Aviva Stadium. They do an annual... Um, grant application so we've we've put in for that we're hoping to that that will help fund our new coffee outdoor talk, coffee dock is what we're hoping and then um the most recent one we've been um, involved with is the um waste to energy fund through covanta so uh, their grant has opened well it's closed now since a couple of weeks ago so that was that was a big project we had so we're keeping our fingers crossed and mm. hoping that will we'll be successful in that yeah, proposal. Yeah. You mentioned the coffee dock. What's the proposal for that? Is it just something outside the centre to attract, I suppose, uh, yeah, revenue we have, in many ways yeah, well, to the centre? Yeah. Absolutely. We have a lovely area outside, which is completely unutilised at the minute. Um, so it would be fabulous to be able to use that area. So our thinking is to maybe have a little outdoor coffee dock area. Um, at the moment, we just are making normal teas and coffees, which can be quite boring. We want something a little <laughs> bit more fancy. Mm -hmm. um, so that's our plan. If we could get it up and running for this summer would yeah. be fantastic. Um, let's see what happens. Well, and we have big ambitions for that space as well. So the coffee dock, but it's like a community courtyard is what we're calling it. So we would love to mm. have a sensory garden for um, kind of kids over in one area. Then, you know, inexpensive coffees and teas. You can come out of your class. You can pop in. You can read the notice boards, what's going on, not only in the center, but in the wider community. Um, and then around the back, we want to have some raised beds so people can use the the space to plant gardens and kind of a community garden on yeah, a very yeah, small yeah, scale. As well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we have seen the sanctuary garden down here. It's amazing. Like, yeah. It's amazing. We were down yeah, here yeah. having a visit because we wanted to see your kitchen as well because we need to put in a, a new kitchen and stuff. So you guys have been fantastic, really yeah. helpful between the kitchen and the garden and everything. You're, you're really helpful to us as well. So it's mm. great. Now, the centre, uh, as we said, Jessica, what other events take place in the centre? Yeah. Like, you seem to have plenty of activities taking place. 
So we have um, some what what we kind of call outreaches. So we do our home from home on a Thursday morning, which is a free coffee and tea drop in for two hours. We've got volunteers who come in um, just to have the chats and to make the teas. And it's just become such a lovely community space. It's really what we're all about. So that's one of my, my favorites. Um, we also do a parent and baby group on a, every other Friday, which has become really, um, really lovely as well. I get my baby fix on a Friday, you know, <laughs> and then, uh, we recently started teen outreaches as well. So, um, where we just have board games and we have a foosball table and some art supplies and kids can come in on a Sunday afternoon. So we're hoping to have those on a more regular basis. Um, and then we rent the space. So we have yoga and Pilates and belly dancing. Toastmasters has recently kind of signed up to have yeah. the rest of their Toastmasters events in the space. Um, we have multiple dance classes. We're trying to get some tango going, maybe some set dancing. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. Art classes are also happening. That's another outreach we just started as a free drawing class on a Thursday afternoon. So. I attend that. It's actually really good. Yeah. I really enjoy it. <laughs> and actually something that came out of the Murtha's uh, day when we were there speaking to all the local people was stuff that they wanted. One of the things was really like set dancing seemed to be a popular yeah. thing. Arts and crafts, uh, sewing knitting, things like that. So yeah, so we yeah. want to respond to what the people in the community want. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Are you open seven days a week? Or we, uh, I mean, I guess yeah. technically we don't close. We're, yeah, we'll work yeah, with you. Because yeah. um, it is, I mean, it's so super local. A lot of the committee members live within a five-minute walk of the centre, so we are able to be agile. Do you know, mm. if you if you want an event at an off time, we can kind of make it work generally, which is yeah. lovely. I was looking at your website, all right, you've plenty of committee members and volunteers. We do. <laughs> Volunteer is very important, though, to running a community centre, you know. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure you've got uh, a good lot of people there. That, Great that network, that I have to say. Everybody's so helpful and willing to help. And I've got actually I'm getting a lot of TY students now are going to come in and help us on the lunch, morning, lunch day as well. So that'll be good for them as yeah, well. Yeah. Younger, have a few younger people come Absolutely, in and give, give yeah, a yeah. dig out as well, which is great. Yeah, and I think that's one of my favorite aspects of working in the community center is that it's multi generational, and that yeah. you've got so many people who would probably not cross paths otherwise coming together and working together. You yeah. know, yeah, it was so lovely. One day I went in, um, I just happened to be passing, and I popped in, and in one side of the center there was yoga happening for the older generation shall I say and in the other side of the uh, centre in the other room there was the mum and baby class yeah. and it was just so lovely to see the different generations and yeah. everybody there Stretch and right across really and nice I, yeah. I think yeah. I'm offended that she said our yoga class was the older people that's all I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I'm just teasing <laughs> um, I suppose ambitions for the future what's are the plans there or, or are you, yeah. are you at the moment are you um, one of our main focuses in a lot of the grants and the funding we're going for is around sustainability. So really retrofitting the building to be as sustainable and carbon neutral as possible. Um, it's just so important. And not only will it help us financially, but obviously it, it kind of helps the planet <laughs> that we are all living yeah, on and sharing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we're really keen to get those initiatives going. Um, and then, you know, I, I would love to grow that community courtyard we were just talking about into like, a co-working space, you know, where there's, it's just, there's a reason to be there. There's somewhere to go at all times. And that door is just open. You know, I would say that's another big one that a lot of the committee would agree on that we want to make that space available. Um, I think that's a lifelong dream of one of our longest committee yeah. members, Claire. She's been on the committee and involved in the centre for the past, I think, 20 years or more. Yeah. Yeah. And she always would love to have seen or, or to see, um, use of that outdoor space yeah. so yeah. that's yeah. that's something that we're passionate about yeah and just to come back to your original story of Iris yeah. Charles and, and, and her husband the doctor yeah uh, <laughs> as he said it wasn't people that uh, needed uh, medical advice it was just people needed someone to people, talk with yeah. Uh, yeah. I suppose that's very important especially having come out of uh, COVID thankfully we're, 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 we're hopefully well out of it that um, people like to connect and communicate yeah. and, and, and yeah. meet up yeah. and I think that that's one of the the main approach is like, I mean, we're still so new in, in what we're doing. So all of our initiatives are pilots at the moment, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it's, it's a really organic way for the programs to grow, but also, you know, it's not overwhelming for people who may have been locked down for, or who have been, sorry, locked down for, for a long time and mm. have, 
you know, are experiencing the world in a different way than they maybe once did. Um, and so the doors are open. There's always a smile. There's always a laugh to be had. You know, we want people to feel warm. We're not doing a hard push to get you in the door. You know, yeah, yeah. come in and, and you'll be welcomed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the nice thing about um, the Home From Home initiative that, that we've started on Thursday mornings. It's from 10 to 12. And in the first couple of weeks, there was maybe only like maybe five or six people that arrived in. And now through word of mouth and, and whatnot, the last, last week I was there, there was over 30. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. There was women coming in with packs of biscuits for us because everything's free. So we give out yeah. free tea yeah. and coffee, yeah. free biscuits. It's just Very a good. hangout place to chat, meet new people. All age groups. Um, we have a mum with a baby landed in as well, and everybody was gooing over the baby, so it was really cute. And uh, it's just it's just a really nice space for people to meet and chat and mm-hmm. just get out of their homes really and and meet people. Yeah. yeah. Now you want people to come along anyway. Uh, it's Sunday the eleventh uh, between. You're starting off at twelve. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Sunday the eleventh, uh, noon time till about four p.m. There's going to be lots of music, lots of fun, yeah, lots of food, ice cream, games. <laughs> Hopefully the sun will be shining. Hopefully. Please, we'll have Saint Anthony. Is it we have to have out? That's right. Oh, yeah. What is it? The child of Prague. Child of Prague. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Child of Prague. Yeah. All right. That's it. Excellent. So fingers crossed for uh, a great party atmosphere. And and if people can't get down on on the day, but they, they wish to kind of. Uh, Connect with the centre. I think you've you've quite a good website as well. Is we that the do. best place for them yeah, to go? Yeah, send an email. Um, it's usually me on the other end. Um, so yeah, I'd love to chat to you. I'd love to work with anyone and everyone. Who What's has- it? Community Centre. That's it. Is, yeah. Is, 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 well, thanks a lot for coming into us, and we wish you every success uh, with uh, Sunday the eleventh and going forward uh, into the future as well. Cheers! Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thanks. Well, that's all from Community News Desk for this week. Don't forget, too, that the Stella Maris Rowan Club Regatta takes place at their clubhouse this coming Saturday, the 10th of June. Come along and support the rowers. Many thanks to our guests and to the Rick Radio crew, Dylan and Rowan on Sound and Editing, Leslie on Admin, Jennifer on Social Media and Darren on the website. If you would like to contact us, our email address is rickradio2020 at gmail.com. From me, Mick, take care and have a great week.